Well, Matthew 1, verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. Just notice that. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. This is history. This is not a story. Did you hear me? It's, this is fact. This isn't somebody's opinion or somebody's idea or something somebody made up to make, them feel, to make themselves feel good. It says, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David... Do not be afraid to take, to, take you, to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22 says, So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. So this actually happened. I mean, imagine Joseph's surprise. You know, we've heard it over and over, but I mean, imagine being in that situation. Because we know who, who uh, Mary and Joseph are. To them, they're just Mary and Joseph. They're just they're they're two kids that are just going through life. They don't know who they are in the place of history at this point. I mean, when you read the Bible, we read it, uh, read it because it did really happen as something that happened as you going through it or your family going through it. Don't read it as. Well, this is some story, and like these people all, like they're a cast in a play. They all know what's going on and what's going to happen. That's not true. Joseph doesn't know. Mary doesn't know. Uh, when you read about all the great men of faith, you know, Moses, he didn't know what was going to happen when he was at the Red Sea. You know, David, he knew by faith, but he didn't know what was going to happen when he faced the giant. No, they, they were walking through life just like you and me. And so, at this point, when Joseph, he, he's just thinking, I'm taking this lady as my wife. He doesn't realize who the child that she's going to bear is, and that she is with child is a surprise to him. Because they didn't have, you know, they, they, they had not come together as man and wife. And so, Joseph is just walking through this as a young man. And so he has an angel appear to him. And the, the, if we go back to verse 20, the angel says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't even know what that means, really. Imagine, he's getting told this. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, 
for he will save his people from their sins. And then verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear with bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So that was prophesied. We'll talk about that just in a minute. But this goes back. The reason that any of this is going on is because thousands of years before, when Adam walked the earth, the first man, he was given dominion over the whole world. He was given dominion over the earth. And he, though he didn't have the moral right to do it, he had the legal right because the the contract was such that he had dominion over the earth. So Satan came to him and tempted him. And though it wasn't right for him to do, legally he could do it, He, he gave in to Satan. He bowed his knee to Satan. And when he did that, because of the legality of it, God could not go in and say, wait, time out, do over. Wait, that's not supposed to happen. You get out, Satan, you get out, let's just do this again, because legally, Adam had the right to do it. And so he sold out mankind. He sinned, his nature became like Satan. And because of that, all mankind after him could not approach God in the same way. They weren't alive to God anymore. They had the nature of their father, Satan. And so mankind was bound. When that happened, when, when Adam sold out to Satan, I want to read you in Genesis 3.14. God already had a plan to bring man back into right standing with God. Verse 14 says, So the Lord said to the serpent, Now Satan had come to Adam in the form of a serpent. So the Lord said to the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and And her seed, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So it says, the seed, if you look at verse 15, between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. Say, he's talking to Satan, he's saying, between your seed and the woman's seed, capital S. That's the Redeemer. God was already putting into place his plan of redemption. It said, he shall bruise your head. Other translation says, he shall crush your head. It means he's going to take the authority that you have and take it back. And so God was already prophesying and already putting into place on the earth his plan of redemption. Adam had sold out the human race, but God had already made provision for a savior to come into the earth. And this is the beginning of that. In Isaiah 7, 13, 
then the prophets, God through his prophets started to speak out the Savior, that there would be a Savior coming. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary man, but you will weary my God also. Verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. What we saw in Matthew talking about Emmanuel coming to the earth. Emmanuel literally means God with us or incarnation. Incarnation is the combination, is the coming together of God Almighty in the form of a man. So the only way that this could be reconciled, that the fact that Adam had sold out the human race, that everybody after him was tainted by that, the only way was for God himself, one that was equal with God, and could stand and speak to God, and had the ability to make that payment, but at the same time could identify with mankind, and do what Adam couldn't do, and come and legally redeem mankind. He could come, not bow his knee to Satan, and because he was a man, he could make the payment He could stand in the place of both man and God and bridge that gap and make that payment. Only a being that was on the level of God Almighty that could pay for all sin, to make that, that magnitude of a payment, yet identify with man could do it. That is the incarnation, that is the Christ, that is God actually coming into the earth to walk with us. Not, I mean, he came as a baby. But he grew to be a man and ultimately to pay that price on the cross. And so when Mary is coming with child and she is a virgin, that is of utmost importance because had Jesus been born the same as every other man, he would have been tainted like every other man. He had to legally not be tainted the way uh, Adam had tainted the human race. He had, his father was God, the Holy Spirit coming into a woman, but not fathered by a, a human man. And so he came in to that womb. That womb held that incarnation, till he came into the world. And when he came into the world, God himself had come into the form of mankind in the form of a baby, and that represented salvation to all mankind. And so this is what was going on through history. This happened. Adam bowed his knee. God stated a plan. God prophesied that plan, a redeemer through his prophets. And then we see... The incarnation, Emmanuel, the deity coming into the earth. And when that happened, then the ransom, the payment, the redemption showed up on the earth. Look at Romans 5 verse 12. This makes it very clear what was going on, exactly what we're saying, what Adam did and what then the Christ, Jesus, did. 
Romans 5 verse 12 says, Therefore, just as though one man's, through one man's sin entered the world. See, that's Adam. That's how, see, there wasn't any sin in the world. God did not create man for pain and suffering and fear and agony. He created man for joy and fellowship with God. But Adam did the unthinkable. Adam bowed his knee to the enemy, the one that then brought, through that bowing his knee to the evil one and that sin, that's how, sin, how all those evil things entered the world. Sin was the core. So the sin had to be dealt with. The nature had to be dealt with. Therefore, just as one man's sin entered the world and death through sin. See, everything that we see bad in the world, people say, well, why does God let that happen? God's, that was not God's plan. That entered through sin. That entered through Adam's sin. And so death then came through that sin. Thus, death spread to all men. Because all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but the sin is not imputed when there is no law. Verse 14, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who was the type of him to come. In other words, Adam tainted the whole human race, so death reigned regardless. It says all have sinned. Verse 15, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by, one, by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of one man. Notice that. The gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. See, he had to be a man. And Jesus Christ... Is the, has always existed as one of the, the trinity of Almighty God. But in this instant, he became identified with mankind forever. It says the man Christ Jesus. He laid down who he was and identified with his creation so that he could pay the ransom for him. This wasn't a one-time thing. When we see Jesus in the Word of God after His death, burial, and resurrection, He's in the form of a man. When you see Jesus, He will be in the form. He'll look a lot like you and me. Which is amazing. That means we're so much like Him that He could become a form like us. And for all eternity, one of the Godhead, one of the Trinity, is, going to be, is identified with us. That's the price he paid. He paid the price. He shed his blood, but that didn't stop. He rose from the dead, but he's identified with you and me. For all eternity, you'll look at him and you'll look at Jesus, and he identified with you and me to pay that price. What? So that we could, he could bring us back to him. Verse 16, And the gift is not like that which came through the one that sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. In other words, the condemnation came through what Adam did to everyone, but then through the Christ, through the incarnation, through Emmanuel, Jesus coming onto the earth, the free gift, the possibility of everybody coming back 
to God Almighty was realized. And it results in justification. What does that mean? Acquittal. Clearing of our name because of what we did know. We see we couldn't pay the price. We had to have a redeemer. We had to have one who could make that payment and that could only happen through Jesus. And so because he made that payment, he opened the way for us to come back into fellowship with Almighty God legally. Verse 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. That means we have to receive him. We have to look to him and receive what he did. Romans 3.21 says, But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus, the only way to get back in right standing with, with God was through that payment. It says, To all and on all who believe. Believe what? Believe exactly what we're saying now. Believe that there was a fall that there was a transgression, that there was then a Redeemer, and that that Redeemer paid for us to get back in right fellowship with God. And because He did that, when we believe on Him, we come back into fellowship with the Almighty. That's what we believe. It says, To all and on all who believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In other words, we're all in the same boat. There isn't a human being walking around that can say, I can make that payment in and of myself. See, people try to do it all the time. Religion, or when we say religion, we're talking about man-made attempts. So you know you can have religion in any form. We're taught, taught, the Bible teaches us truth, but religion is something man makes up to say, well, if I do X, Y, and Z, then God will take me back. But, we, but no man can make that payment. We can only accept the payment that the Christ made. So it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We've been justified. See, the payment, the redemption, has been made through Christ. He, he bought us back as only the Son of God could. He made the payment as only the Son of God could. And then that redemption has freely been outstretched to all people. And so then we can go and say, yes, I accept that payment. I can't make the payment. I know that I need a payment. And Jesus is that payment. And I believe he already has made that transaction, so I believe on him. And that's how we come back from being lost, from being sold out, back into relationship with the Almighty, back into the family of God. That's why we rejoice when we, we sing these songs that we mentioned earlier, that the, the carols that are so rich in this, this account of what happened that we were 
We were lost without the Christ, but the Christ showed up. That incarnation, that deity, all these words that we hear, that's what that means is that God came and met man in order to bring us back. It means much more, more to me every year. It becomes richer to me every year. Amazing. And that he'll be identified with us for all eternity saying, I did that for you. I've identified with you guys so that I so that you could come and be with us. Romans ten nineteen then says, you know how how does a person? This is the truth that's in all the world. How does a person act on that? Romans ten verse nine tells us exactly that. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, or Jesus is Lord. In other words, Jesus is who He said He is. He is the Christ. That we, when we talk about that baby coming, he wasn't just some story, some just man that, that was like every other man, that he was actually deity and he is Lord. And by declaring that and saying, he is the Lord, I believe that that's not a story, that is fact. I believe that he is Lord. It says, if you confess or state with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead because he had to go to the cross, he had to be crucified, and he had to rise from the dead. It says, if you believe that in your heart, you will be saved. Saved from what? You're not separated from God anymore. You accept that payment. Verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11 says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. In other words, it won't be in vain. You believe on the one that made the payment, then it is good. It is right. It is the the way. Verse 12 says, there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is rich to all who call upon him. In other words, it doesn't matter. You know, you look around the room. There's so many cultures and backgrounds it that none of that matters when you're coming before god almighty none of what we have done is matters it only matters that we know who jesus is and we accept who he is it says he's rich to all who call upon him verse 13 for whoever calls on the name of the lord shall be saved whoever says He is the Christ. He is the one. He is the payment. We will, that person will be saved, will be made right with God, will come into fellowship with Him. Amen. We celebrate that. That just gets richer and richer. That never gets old. When you talk about it, you sing about it, it never gets old. It just gets better and better. You you, you realize more. And the older you get, you know, uh, we're not making a, you know, saying the wrong thing, but you just had more time to realize how much you needed a Savior. And you realize, man, you did that for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just, let's just uh, pray together, and uh, we're going to say something together. You know, if, uh, if you've never called on the name of the Lord Jesus, I can't think of a better time than when we're celebrating the Emmanuel coming into the earth. We're just going to give everybody an opportunity to do exactly what we're, gonna, we're saying here, but we're just going to say it together. The Bible says if you confess the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So we're just going to make a confession. And if you can agree with that confession in your heart, you maybe never done it online if you've never done it. We're saying, I believe that. I may have not have seen it, but I see he's the Christ. He is the one. 
Let's say this together. Go ahead. Uh, follow, say, uh, dear, God, dear God, I come before you, come before you. As, a, as a person, as a man, mankind. I acknowledge that I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus is that Savior. That He made the payment for me, for my sin, to come back to you. I confess Him as Lord over all. I confess Him as my Lord. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. And according to your word, I'm now saved. I'm now right with you. The past is gone, and I trust you for my future. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. He is so good and so faithful. It's such an awesome thing that we can celebrate him. Amen.